This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, Types of Evidence and the Book of Mormon, by Michael R. Ash, read by Ned Skarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at DeseretNews.com. This article was used with permission of the author and the Deseret News. As noted last week, critics often claim there is neither no evidence, or at least no direct evidence, to support the Book of Mormon. In the hard sciences, such as physics, direct evidence refers to something that can be demonstrated in a lab under controlled conditions. The results of such observable tests must be reproducible to other scientists. Even under such conditions, however, scientists often rely on indirect measurements and multiple independent observations of related phenomenon for things that cannot be seen directly. As the page on Cornell University's Physics Department website explains, when it comes to small or immeasurable objects, indirect measurements must be made. Modern physics relies heavily on indirectly determining the physical characteristics of objects. Indirect determinations are important methods through which accurate measurements can be obtained. We find the same problem in geology. Our knowledge of the Earth's interior, G. Tyler Miller Jr. writes, comes mostly from indirect evidence, such as density, lava, and earthquake studies. Environmental Science, 270. In the soft sciences, such as history, geography, archaeology, criminology, economics, and anthropology, direct evidence is more akin to what we find in our legal system. Our courts commonly delineate between two forms of evidence, direct and circumstantial. Either one alone can convict a criminal, but together they help solidify a case. The law treats them both equally. According to one lawyer's website, direct evidence is evidence of a fact based on a witness's personal knowledge or observation of the fact. An example of direct evidence would be the surveillance video of a person robbing a convenience store or a witness who saw a person stealing a car. Under this definition, the testimonies of the three and eight witnesses of the Book of Mormon would constitute direct evidence that Joseph had metal plates with curious engravings and that God declared the book to be true. Obviously, the reliability of the witnesses could be called into question, but their testimony is direct evidence. Circumstantial evidence presents a series of facts that, when linked together, support a claim, not unlike how some conclusions are reached with indirect evidence in the hard sciences. Criminal investigator and forensic expert Ronald F. Becker points out that all physical evidence is circumstantial evidence and is only partial proof of a crime. Indeed, all evidence is circumstantial except witness identification or a confession by a defendant. The closer to certainty evidence brings us, the more it loses its 
Circumstantial Nature, Criminal Investigation, page 197. We sometimes read of parallel evidence as opposed to direct evidence. Such terms seem to have their loose definitions. In history, for example, a direct evidence might be a first-hand account handwritten by someone who witnessed or participated in an event. A parallel evidence could be other clues for things happening in the environment that support the reality of the event. In archaeology, a direct evidence could be the discovery of bones or perhaps the inscription of a city name on the wall of a structure or the name of a king on a coin. Parallel evidence could be clues from the environment, such as the size of the wall, that leads us to believe how the city operated based on other parallel examples from other writings or historical sites. Parallel evidence is a type of circumstantial evidence in that the information in one study parallels the information in the second study, thereby implying that the two are linked or behave in a similar fashion. The weight of parallel evidence is used to make supportive conclusions in medicine, history, and archaeology. As with legal and scientific indirect evidence, parallel evidence is merely suggestive for single parallels, but becomes more valuable when they are interlocking parallels. In reality, however, virtually all the evidence in history and archaeology, to some degree, is circumstantial. While the discovery of human bones may be direct evidence for the existence of humans, it is circumstantial evidence that typically tells us that the bones belong to the people who lived in nearby dwellings. Archaeological data must be interpreted, and a primary tool used for interpretation is analogy, or parallel. As non-LDS anthropologist Dr. Nancy White explains, analogy is used to figure out the unknown by beginning with the known, and we use it because it is the best and often only way we can explain the behavior of people who are not here to explain it themselves. Archaeology is a historical science. Non-LDS anthropologist Dr. Diane Graffard Gonzalez notes, Historical scientists continue to use analogies in every phase of their research, like specialists in criminal forensics who make inferences from the data. She explains, historical scientists often must use indirect evidence to reconstruct past agents, processes, and events. Contrary to the claim of many critics, the Book of Mormon is not only supported by direct evidence, but the parallel evidences that support the Book of Mormon function in the same fashion as any other evidence used in archaeological studies. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book 
of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon. Thank you.